Super Talk Mississippi media production. If you're feeling anxious about your investments with all the economic volatility and chaos in Washington, tune in to Super Talk Jackson on Wednesdays from 9 to 10 a.m. and Sundays from 8.30 to 9.30 a.m. for Element Wealth Radio with Jeremy Nelson. Learn more at myelementwealth.com. Welcome in, everybody, on this Friday to the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Always glad that you are with me. We are about, as I record this, 30 hours from kickoff in College Station. I think, if I'm doing my math correctly, I think it's 30 hours, something like that. Either way, we've got just over a day before Ole Miss kicks off a very important football game in College Station tomorrow. And if we're being honest, it's an extremely important game for Jimbo Fisher and Texas A&M as well. There's angst. There's rumors of players hitting the transfer portal. There's suspensions. By the way, there's four losses in their first seven games. Uh, things are not going well for Jimbo right now. His buyout is massive. You guys know all of that already. But still, a very important game for him because the train has already kind of fallen off the tracks for him. And this would be a good way to get them back on should his team uh, find a way to win this game. So big game on both sides here for Ole Miss and Texas A&M tomorrow night. So we're going to do the two questions thing, as uh, as we always do on Fridays on the radio show. I brought it to you here some. Uh, we've also got some news from Texas A&M on the quarterback front, and there is some injury stuff on the Ole Miss side, possibly some good news it's hard to tell what's real and what's not with the injury stuff around Ole Miss, but possibly some good news. So we'll talk about that all today. But first, I want to remind you, number one, if you have not subscribed to this podcast already, uh, please do. Don't listen in browser. That's the worst way to listen to this, if we're being honest. Pull out your favorite podcast app. I would recommend Spotify myself, but whatever podcast app you use, search Rebel Report. If you like what you hear, leave a rating and a review. And don't forget to subscribe also while you're there. It'll just show up on your phone every time I upload uh, an episode. And also don't forget to follow me on social media at Michael Borky, B-O-R-K-E-Y, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Follow, like, or subscribe. Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, all the same name, Michael Borky. All right, so we learned last night, at least I think we did, or, or yesterday or two days ago. I don't remember when the report came out. It doesn't matter. I think it was yesterday. Either way, Texas A&M's 24-7 site reported that uh, Wiegman, the five former five-star true freshman, is going to get the start for Texas A&M on Saturday. Jimbo, earlier in the week, was kind of vague, mentioned that he, you know, he thinks that Haynes King's going to go, but I mean, you guys saw it, or maybe you didn't, but if you were watching the South Carolina game, you saw him injure his throwing shoulder, and it did not look good. And, you know, I'm no doctor, certainly not anywhere close <laughs> or anything like that. But I just I had a feeling that when a quarterback injures his throwing shoulder, it's probably hard to imagine that he's going to show up healthy for the game. The... um you know, in six days or, or whatever it is. It's it, it's just hard to believe that that was ever going to be the case, and it's not. So there you go. Um, Wiegman, five-star, true freshman, getting his first start. And we had this debate on the radio show. Uh, what would you rather, if you were Ole Miss, what would you rather play against? Would you rather play against the known commodity that has more experience so, you know, he's not making his first start. Haynes King has played a good bit of football for Texas A&M. He's been on the team for a couple of years and 
hasn't played particularly well, but he has experience. But you know he's limited. Would you rather face that or the apparently on paper, very talented, completely inexperienced unknown? And the other two guys on the show said that that you would rather play the uh, the known commodity. I think it really shouldn't matter, uh, honestly, because it, you know I, I've seen some of the the we are Ole Miss stuff and all oh, this kid's going to look like a Heisman contender now and all that. And and honestly, I understand where that comes from. I, I really do. I understand where that comes from. But a lot of that comes from eras of bad coaches and bad teams. Now, not exclusively. Uh, you know, there's there's been times where Ole Miss has had good teams and a no name from their opponent has had great days and everybody does the we are Ole Miss stuff. But uh, forgive me if I've got like colored glasses on or something, but I, I can't uh, imagine a, a program that has been as simply as competent as it has been under Lane Kiffin would allow a true freshman making his first start to be comfortable and light them up. I, I could be wrong. I know they have problems defensively. I, I know that's that's kind of an elementary take, and I make fun of that often. But it, it, it strikes me as um, using a history of bad coaches and bad teams and applying it to this program where I, I don't think those things correlate. This is a true freshman making his first start behind an offensive line that is going to be playing three backups. Um, you couldn't dream for a more defense-friendly scenario than this one. I imagine Ole Miss is going to adjust from what they tried to do with LSU last week, and I feel like they're going to be a lot more aggressive in this game to test this true freshman to see what he's got and if he's ready for the moment. Apparently, he's talented, but my gosh, guys, if if you are afraid, if old and I guess fans, you know, the way you feel doesn't impact the game at all. And by I guess, I mean, I know there's nothing that you can say or think that will impact the outcome of the game. But there is nothing from my perspective, and we'll find out in 30 hours. That should scare you about a true freshman making his first start, even against your seemingly pretty bad defense. That's just me. I could be wrong. I think Ole Miss can be aggressive. I think Ole Miss is going to throw a lot of things at him that he's probably not ready for. And, I mean, even the greatest college quarterbacks struggled early. I mean, let's use Texas A&M as an example. Johnny Manziel wasn't perfect right away. He lost his first two SEC games, and that was Johnny freaking Manziel. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. I just I, I've seen and, and people have said to me that, well, this kid's going to look like a Heisman contender. M maybe it happens, but that defeatist uh, attitude. I, I think when you look at your program under Lane Kiffin, I, I don't. I don't think you should have that anymore. I'll happily admit. Tomorrow night, if I'm wrong, but th this is their third string true freshman quarterback making his first start. You could not have dreamed of a better scenario for your team than this one, in uh, in my opinion. But that's uh, that's just me. Either way, that's who's going to be starting reportedly for Texas A&M. Uh, uh, from the Ole Miss side of things, I know that they are – Really, really banged up in a lot of places. The injury bug has bitten Ole Miss hard. Playing nine consecutive games, I think, should be against the rules, quite frankly. And 
uh, a bye week should be mandated to happen sooner than this. And honestly, I think there should be two extend the season out another week. I know you'll have some lighter weekends, but still, uh, you know, we cry about player safety and then make the players play nine games in a row. And the product of that is Ole Miss is really banged up. Reportedly, outside of Michael Trigg, and this could be inaccurate, every guy that was injured either in the game last week to some degree practiced this week. Um, maybe that's not accurate. I don't know, but it sounds like full strength is a relative term. But for example, Lane Kiffin on Reb Talk last night said he expects Zach Evans to play and not your typical Lane Kiffin thing, but I've heard independently that they expect him to play, that he practiced. You know, Troy Brown is really, really hurt, but he's going to play. Cedric Johnson's going to play. We'll see about Finley. Um, you know, Heath came back into the game Saturday. They expect him to play. I could be wrong, but it sounds like all of the guys that have been banged up for Ole Miss, I wonder about Finley still, but reportedly um, they're all practicing at least. We'll see if they actually play. Who knows? Injury information is very hard to come by uh, out of this program. This team needs a week off for sure. There's no doubt about that, but there is some good news there, especially from Zach Evans. Keep Judkins fresh, and he's explosive in his own right, of course. Uh, sounds like Heath is going to play. That's very important uh, for Ole Miss. Sounds like Johnson's going to play. That's very important. Troy Brown, God bless him, is as tough as you can ask a, <laughs> a football player to be, considering you know how banged up he's been. But it sounds like they expect a bunch of these guys to to play Saturday, despite them being really, really banged up, and that off week uh, could not come soon enough. We'll do two questions, but first I want to remind you that the podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. ABSMS.com is the website. If you're in the market for office technology and you're located anywhere inside of the state of Mississippi, ABSMS.com has got you covered. So anything in the office, technology, copiers and printers, mail machines, cloud storage, whatever the case may be, if it's technology, if it's in the office and you or your company needs it, ABSMS.com has got you covered. Tell them what you need, what your budget is. They'll come out and give you an assessment on me, by the way. So a complimentary office technology assessment, as long as you tell them that I sent you, absms.com. The podcast is also brought to you by LB's, just across from Kroger on University in Oxford. Ole Miss is on the road this weekend, so you're going to want to cook with meat. At least I hope you will. That's what you should be doing this weekend. So do that at LB's. It's right there in Oxford on University uh, big supporters of Ole Miss uh, Athletics, the people at LB's are. They've also got daily lunch specials. Those are Monday through Friday, so if you don't want to do the cooking in the midweek or in the midday during the week, they'll do it for you. But they've got the best selection of meat in this state. So if you're putting something on the grill this weekend, that's the place to go do it. If you tell them I sent you, they will uh, hook you up. So Ole Miss absolutely must do what? What can they absolutely not do if they want to win the game? Stealing my radio segment and bringing it to this here podcast. I think there's one way that Texas A&M can beat Ole Miss, and that's through A-Chain. I think he is the only guy that that scares me, quote-unquote scares me, about Texas A&M. And he's running behind an offensive line that's really banged up and, and inexperienced because of uh, those injuries. Uh, I think they have to sell out and try to stop him. I think that what they did last week, playing soft in coverage to avoid getting beat deep, is not – 
a recipe for success this week, in my opinion. I think they have to be aggressive. I think they have to uh, put more bodies in the box, more bodies closer to the line of scrimmage, dare this true freshman to beat them. But more importantly, because they have an inexperienced offensive line, a banged-up one, I think they can afford to be more aggressive, and they have to because A-Chain is the only guy that can beat them. He is the I think he's the only guy that Texas A&M has that truly can beat them. They use him almost exclusively in the running game. He's electric, not particularly big. He's, he's not a powerful runner like you got from Bigsby. He's easier to take down when you can get your hands on him. The problem is he's elusive and he's fast, and he is a very, very, very good back. You've got to stack the box. You've got to put bodies in the box. You've got to sell out and stop aging because I don't think otherwise that they can beat you. There's a reason offensively they've been so pathetic. Uh, they've got one guy, and that's really it, on top of the scheme being what it is and, and the turmoil that they're experiencing, and now you've got an inexperienced quarterback. They absolutely must sell out to stop him if they just contain him. I think he's going to kind of get his – but if you can contain him at all and force the ball into other guys' hands, I think you win. I think it's really that simple. They absolutely cannot. Very similar to what you saw last week. They cannot, and I don't know how they do it. Look, I'm not smart enough to do that. We talked about it last time you heard from me. Ole Miss is the best freaking first quarter team in America. They come out with a really good plan they're, they're really well well prepared for these games, and maybe that'll be enough this week because I think if you jump out to a 17-3 early lead against this team like they did last week, A&M has uh, – they're seemingly more prone to kind of quitting as opposed to LSU who seem to be comfortable in that situation. Uh, but Ole Miss cannot hit that wall. They, they have to move the football. They have to score – for more than just a quarter, for more than just their opening drives. This week, it's incredibly important for Ole Miss to continue to have offensive success absent the first couple of possessions. You have got to score points in the second half. You've got to continue to move the football. You know, DJ Durkin's going to have a good plan because he's a good coach. I know Texas A&M has bodies defensively that are kind of similar to that of LSU. And I say kind of, I mean, they've the, the recruiting rankings are what they are for a reason. Um, listening to Cole Kublik talk about this Texas A&M team, uh, they've got the talent, but this talent uh, at times is taking plays off and things of, of that nature. Ole Miss has to find a way, whatever way that is, I don't know, to once the script ends or whatever, to continue to move the football offensively. A, a little bonus, at, you know, that's, galaxy brain take right there. Ole Miss has to be good offensively to win the game. I, I get it. Um, another one, I, I think really more specifically, Jackson Dart has got to, one, be given the time, which is important, but when he is given the time, hit the deep ball because it, it was there against LSU. It's been there this season. He's been really good. I've been really impressed with the young quarterback, and he seems to be getting better every week, but there are opportunities that he has missed this week, AM, I think, is going to play a little bit more aggressively than LSU did early. I think they're going to play tighter. I think the, the underneath stuff that they had success with early against LSU, AM might try to take that away. 
So when Mingo, when Heath, when Watkins, whoever it is, gets behind AM's defense, you got to capitalize. Jackson Dart has got to be able to hit those deep balls. They can be demoralizing in any game, but they can especially be demoralizing in this game. And I think AM is going to give them more opportunities to do that because I think they're going to be more uh, aggressive defensively and kind of dare him to do that. We'll see uh, if he is capable. So there you go. Ole Miss absolutely must contain A-Chain however it takes because I think he's the only guy that can beat you. And they absolutely cannot hit that offensive wall again. What can help that? Jackson Dart hitting uh, those deep balls. He's got to do that. He's capable of doing it. The opportunities have been there. Got to capitalize this week. You can make a 100,000-seat stadium, which probably won't be full, but you can make it be very quiet very quickly when you hit those deep passes in a team that feels like are ready to quit. It's a good way to help them do that. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll be back after the game. I'll see you guys then. Hopefully you enjoy your weekend, and I'll talk to you when the game's over. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.